Today's guest is Laura Williard, Vice President of Payer Relations for A Home Care. Williard joins HME News in 10 to talk about how the growing Medicare Advantage market creates opportunities for HME providers. With more insurers entering the market, many of them smaller and more willing to think outside the box, providers have a better chance of getting a network, developing close relationships, and shaping everything from policies to reimbursement levels. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by the HME Data Bank. The HME Data Bank has the data you need to make knowledgeable decisions and move your business in the right direction. Determine your market share and track your competitors with the most comprehensive database of Medicare statistics available. For more information and to subscribe, visit www.hmedatabank.com. Hi, Laura. Thanks for being our guest on HME News in 10. Great. Thanks, Liz. I appreciate you guys having me. Great. And we're getting together this afternoon to talk about Medicare Advantage. So I think let's start high level, Laura. What does the Medicare Advantage landscape look like right now? And then we'll dig into some details. Great. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a growing platform right now. There are 42% of the population, Medicare population, is now enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. That's 26 million enrollees of the 64 million that are enrolled in Medicare. It's increased over 10% from five years ago. It's 32% five years ago. So it's definitely a booming area right now and for the plans and for the beneficiaries. And we've seen a lot of new firms entering in the last year, last couple of years actually, starting to be a trend. In 2022, 20 new firms entered into this marketplace from the from the insurance payer category, and, and only seven of those that have entered previously exited. So you see a much more, I guess, a bigger interest in this marketplace than we've ever seen before. Laura, why is there an increase in the number of different insurers offering these plans? Well, I think that what we're seeing is We've got a lot of different things going on. First of all, in 2021, that was the first year that the ESRD population could actually enter into Medicare Advantage plans. Before that, they had to save for traditional fee-for-service. So I'm not saying that's a big reason they, that you've seen an increase here, but that has been a change in, in that population. And as the market shifts to, to more people in the Med Advantage place, the plans see an opportunity for expansion of their current offerings and begin to include Medicare Advantage. So they see it as an opportunity that maybe is bigger than it used to be. And then if you have new payers coming in, they see an opportunity that garners the market share while they help build their commercial or other business plans as well. Laura, you touched on how the Medicare Advantage market has been dominated by larger insurers like United Healthcare. That's historically what's the impact on the market of having more of a variety of insurers offering Medicare Advantage plans. Well, you know, Humana and United Healthcare are going to continue to be the leader in the MetaBanning space, at least for current timeframes. There are others that are coming up and trying to trying to take their place on that. But Humana is still available in 85% of the of the counties nationwide, and UHC is available in 74% of the counties nationwide, and they are up actually 8% as far as the number of counties for 2021. United Healthcare still has 27% of the market share and Humana has 18%. But 
we do see opportunities with these other plans coming in as well that, that they're going to take some market share from them. I don't think it will be anything significant uh, that will have a big impact there. I do think it just gives a lot more options and opportunities for those beneficiaries to kind of tailor their, their plan for what they need. Laura, what's the attraction for these insurers? Why are they getting into these, these M&A plans? Why do they like them? It's all about money, unfortunately, or fortunately. I don't know which way you want to put that, but, but it is a profitable business segment for the insurance companies. I think it's a population that, that they've learned how to manage and manage the overall cost in. And then the reimbursement levels with CMS and all, I think they see it as a, an opportunity and a much more profitable business segment than some of the other plan types like a Medicaid, um, Medicaid plan or a commercial plan as well. So it's definitely around the profitability and honestly, it's, you know, there's, it's the opportunity. You know, when you have an insurer going into a Medicaid plan, you know, they have an RFP process in most states and they go through and there may be three or four plans that are selected for the state. The Medicare Advantage plans, there's a lot more opportunity to, to enter into that marketplace than some of the other, other areas like Medicaid and commercial insurance. You mentioned at the start, Laura, the increasing number of Medicare beneficiaries that are choosing Medicare Advantage plans. What's the attraction for them? Why are more Medicare beneficiaries choosing these plans? These plans are tailored more like what they had when they were working or had insurance covered under their spouse. So it's it's more like what they have been used to as far as managing their care and manage, managing their insurance payers. So that's probably one of the biggest attractions, but they also have additional benefits that are not offered under the Medicare plan. You know, there's a lot of different things that they can offer for them. They can offer some transportation needs and those types of things that may not be covered under their Medicare fee-for-service plans. I think some have silver sneakers programs, and that's been opened up a little bit within the last couple of years. So the beneficiary is actually getting a little more than they would if they were on the Medicare fee-for-service plan. And honestly, 59% of the plans now, they, they don't have any additional premium for these benefits. So there's not an additional cost beyond what they already are paying for Medicare and their Part B benefits. And it's easier for them to pick out a plan that's more tailored to their needs. So they can take a look and say, okay, I need this. I, I think that my mom is going to be in a facility this year. Let's look for something that's more tailored to a skilled facility cost there versus in Medicare, you know, you don't have those opportunities to take a look at the plans and, and kind of pick out what you need and what fits your, you know, what fits your needs or your loved one's needs. Laura, you talked about the opportunities the plans themselves see in this space, but what about uh, potential opportunities for H&E providers to work with these companies? This is a great one. This is one that I've tried to tried to talk to people about through our education, but We've heard a lot, especially in the last several years, about narrowed networks and some of these plans excluding some providers or eliminating them from their current contracts. And so I think with these other plans coming in, I think it definitely gives providers an opportunity to be in network and, and work with individuals that they may not have been able to before just because of the network access. So I think it's a, definitely a big opportunity. I also think that some of these newer plans that are coming in, they are smaller. I think they are having conversations. They have opportunities to have conversations with them that they may not be able to get into a United Healthcare to provide and, and have that conversation. But they can go in with these plans and have a conversation around value-based care, uh, care management models, have a little bit, 
I guess, easier time with price negotiations and those types of things. So I definitely think it's an opportunity for the HME industry. I think that as we work on moving towards value-based care and outcomes management, this is a good place for providers that maybe haven't been in this space to sit down and have conversations and, and, and garner some knowledge from working with a plan that may be smaller in this. So I, I definitely think it's an opportunity for our industry. That's great, Laura. I think it's important to talk about that side of it. On the flip side, we did a poll recently where the respondents to the poll providers talked a lot about the number of challenges with Medicare Advantage plans, you know, lower reimbursement, increased paperwork requirements. How do providers best manage those challenges? You know, and unfortunately, as we know, this is an opportunity for all the payer types, including the commercial plans and Medicaid. But but you do hear very specific challenges around Medicare Advantage, and and sometimes with these newer plans, they they may not be uh, have the education of what the HME industry is and and what we do. So definitely, one of the biggest things they can do is have those relationships with these newer plans. So if they're seeing opportunities from a reimbursement or a high denial percentages, you know a lot of people go out and they sign a contract and that's all they do. But this is an opportunity to really do payer relationship with, with some of these plans. And, and that's what's key in this. You know, that conversation and communication back and forth with them is going to help with those reimbursement challenges more than anything. We are at a home care part of the Payer Relations Council. We do have a Medicare Advantage subcommittee that, that we're working on evaluating all of the rules and regulations that are out there. You know, we know Medicare inside out. We've known that for many, 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 many years, but there's a lot of things within the Medicare Advantage marketplace that we need to understand better. So we're evaluating all of those. We've been working with Brown and Fortunato to get those evaluated and see if there's tips and tricks we can give to providers around appeals processes, if there's things they can do for working with them around reimbursement structures, those types of things as well. So hopefully all these tools will be able to help them as as these challenges come up. But the biggest thing is keeping that that relationship with the payers open and having that open communication on that. One thing providers should remember is the Medicare Advantage plans can't be more restrictive than Medicare and their medical policy. Laura, even though you're still in the process of digging in and seeing what Medicare Advantage is all about, do you want to take a look in your crystal ball for us and tell us what you think the landscape for these plans might look like in two years or five years from now? <laughs> Sure, absolutely. Well, everything out there says that, you know, with the growth of what it's done, you know, it's gone, it's gone up 10% in the, last, um, in the last five years. Definitely expected that by 2025 that more than 50% of these plans, you know, 50% of enrollees will be enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. So I think that what you're seeing now is just going to continue on into the future. I think there's going to be even more enrollees under Medicare Advantage plans. I think the number of plans is going to continue to grow. I do still think that the larger insurers are going to remain very strong in this marketplace. But I do think that as we move into value-based care, I think there's going to be some opportunities, you know, for these plans to think differently and, and be different. You know, we've seen some local care providers create these Medicare Advantage plans and, and kind of tailor these. So I think we're going to continue to see a lot of these different ways of thinking outside of the normal fee-for-service world um, when it comes to the Medicare Advantage. Great, Laura. Well, thanks for taking some time with us today to talk about Medicare Advantage. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Very happy to have been here.
Thank you so much. And that's HME News in 10.